you're on the air. Hello? Hello, how are you? I'm very good, how are you? Good, how can I help you? I just wanted to call and say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, this is John Edward calling. I'm so humbled that you invited me on your show. Thank you so much, and good luck. Thank you. you you're the best. All because right. that's, you are All so right. right. You're right on the team. You have not said nothing that I don't know anything about. Your colors are fantastic. That's wonderful. You know, I feel a lot more comfortable. I felt good tuning in. Uh, I just got good energy when the reminder of the show came across my profile. And uh, the fellow hosting it has had really great guests and good energy. And, you know, it it, it feels really good. Uh, May everybody's heart's desires uh, be divinely blessed. Good. Good. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for giving me a chance to be on your show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much, Tori, for joining me. Oh, it was a pleasure. We could have done two hours, Michael, you know. <laughs> One more. One okay. More. Please, let it be me. It is you, dear, 727. Oh, my God. I was, I was talking to anybody. <laughs> you were talking to Michael. Oh, I my God. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. You're listening to Be The Light Now Radio. I'm your host, Reverend Michael. It is Tuesday, August 7th, 2012. Hopefully, everyone has had themselves a wonderful day. I know I did kind of a quiet day, but we did a uh, an impromptu meet and greet over at Be The Light Metaphysical Center tonight. Met so many wonderful people for the very first time, so uh, it's our way of getting uh, getting the community out and about to get to meet other like-minded individuals, so it was very fun tonight. 
so many other wonderful surprises are in store for the center, and hopefully we can go ahead and bring them online for your uh, for your enjoyment too. So literally, just got home a few minutes ago and gave Louis uh, his medication and got ready for the show. So it's going to be a very, very interesting show tonight. Um, and if you haven't noticed, if you look at last night's show, we actually had a spirit visit us. Uh, is If you're on been on Blog Talk Radio, you know him as Shaming John. And if you look in recent listeners, uh, it may not be on there, but I'll, I've got a picture of it. I did a screen capture. His profile picture showed up as a recent listener. And the only one who has a password for his account is his girlfriend, and she was tuned in, you know, logged in under her own account. So uh, it, it's kind of interesting. He paid us a visit last night during the radio show, and so just rather interesting to when the spirits manipulate things and let us know that. So he ended up tuning in last night. So I want to give a shout out also to um, his son Christopher, who's in the chat room. Thank you for joining us tonight. Your dad was a very interesting individual, to say the least. Even in spirit, he's still a very interesting individual. So we've got ourselves with us tonight, a very phenomenal guest. Switchboard is filling up, so if you wanted to even have a chance on getting on with us, uh, call in now, 347-539-5349. We'll see what we can do on getting you um, on air with us uh, shortly, but we do have quite a few callers on here. So help me welcome to the show, Dr. Carmen Hara. Hello, uh, Dr. Carmen. Hi, my dear Michael. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Very uh, appreciated. It's our pleasure. <laughs> sure. So tell oh, everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, it's a lot to talk about myself. I mean, um, I was born in the middle of nowhere, somewhere in the northern part of Transylvania in a small town. And I was always have my own vision about my life, and I believe that what you think you become. So I wanted to become a famous singer, which I did. Traveling all over the world, came to America with a singing contract, and I realized I have to reinvent myself. And um, I realized I uh, have to embark on a new career. I decided to write my first book, Everyday Karma. And since then, I published another six books. I have my own radio show on AL's Radio. I'm working on a reality show, and um, I'm excited with my life. I also design jewelry for QVC. I want to be a relationship expert. I want to be everything I can be and help the world and, uh, you know, make the world a better place like we all intend. So uh, it's a lot to say about myself, but, you know, I hate talking about myself. Uh, it's just that um, you want to – make people believe in you and uh, and then when I write my books I want to make people uh, come together you know in, in unity and see that the world is so intertwined and it's so beautiful and life is amazing and uh, you know me as a psychologist I don't understand why we have to suffer so much, why we live in the era of the computer, why we live in the era of the Prozac, why we have to disconnect from the spirit world so much so I'm one of those people who believe there's unity in between uh, physical and invisible, with between uh, uh, our world uh, of, of the man-made and the world of the divine. And, and I'm a firm believer that we're all going to come in unity and holiness and oneness in the years ahead. 
How long have you known that you've had these abilities? When I, I mean, I really think that we all have this ability of transcend the physics. Uh, when I was five years old, I um, had that kind of a near-death experience because I was drowning in the in a river, and uh, I remember like seeing my body in the water, and uh, me like uh, moving in in a, in a different direction, and I it felt so good, and it felt. Uh, uh, amazing, and uh, um, it felt like there's a better world out there, and um, it just uh, was not my time to go, but then I think I developed a different perception a little bit, which a lot of people have near-death experience. I, I like the frequencies changing in the way they look at the world, and um, they have this uh, tendency to look beyond time. I mean, when we are in this physical world, we're in the world of senses, of sensory, of time, of space. But when you go beyond this world, we reach the world of the divine, where everything happens at once and everything is forever, and there are no, uh, um, you know, laws and no insurances and no money to pay and no mortgages, and there is a world that is uh, perfectly designed. And I really believe that... Um, this veil between two, these two worlds is, is like thinner and thinner, so we start all uh, envisioning what's beyond beyond the time. And it's an ability that we are all equipped. You know, we can bridge the, um, the left hemisphere of the brain with the right hemisphere of the brain. And the right hemisphere knows more about everything than the left. The left operates at a different frequency than the right. So I've studied this, and I'm fascinating the way, you know, this glance on the top of the head um, create this ability to go beyond the sensory. And it's one of this ability I said that the more you practice, the more you can get. And I think people have this ability of being intuitive, and it's a very helpful one. So I work on bridging, uh, you know, uh, psychology with the intuitive mind, and I I feel like I'm – I'm doing something right. I feel uh, I can um, help people to look into their life from a different perspective. I, I open their understanding of who they are and why they are here, what do they need to expect, how to uh, work on themselves so they can better their, their, their understanding about the world around and create more fulfilling relationships. Uh, can you tell everyone a little bit about uh, karma? Well, karma is an ancient, very ancient concept. To me, it's the foundation of, uh, it's the number one of spirituality, it's the foundation of life. I mean, if you don't understand the concept of karma, which means uh, everything you've ever been, everything you are meant to be, everything about your action, everything about your thoughts, your intention, translated into what you put into the universe that, at the end of the day, it becomes a Newtonian law of cause and effect, but it's an ancient, ancient law. It goes back to thousands and thousands of years ago, to the time of 25,000 years ago, the time of Lemuria, you know, when we started to create the first impression and the first action. And action has, every action that everybody has has a repercussion. So, um, if you think of karma, you think of memory, of, as I said, of the DNA, the drop of DNA that you're born. And uh, what karma means is something that you also create every single day, and karma also accumulates. My concept of karma um, 
is very complex. I mean, we have individual karma, we have family karma, we have global karma. Everything that we've ever done, you know, through through centuries, you know, in terms of the the mind of the planet, in, in, in terms of the evolution of the human race, comes back to us for resolution. It's like the concept of war from a karmic perspective uh, started 7,000 years ago in the Middle East, and it still goes back to that part of the world. Like the First World War was created in Yugoslavia, and the second one in the same part of the world. So karma means repetition. Repetition of the same world events, repetition of the same events in your own private life, repetition of the same events in the family, concept. So it's such an amazing uh, uh, concept that in the ancient Sanskrit that goes thousands of years ago symbolizes action and deeds. So uh, you create karma every single day, but if you're, not, if you're not resolving your karma, karma grows like weeds and accumulates and can create a lot of suffering. So unhealed karma it doesn't allow people to move on. I mean, a lot of people are calling me all the time by asking me, Dr. Hara, when am I stuck? Why am I not moving on? Where, where, why am I attracting the same bad person in my life? Why things are so uh, unhealed and unresolved? Why can't I get along with my parents? Why did I bring this loser in my life? Why is my life not going anywhere? Why do I have karma with money and I'm always poor and I cannot pay my mortgage? Because if you don't understand your own action and you don't understand the ties into your own karma with all the the complexity of, of the karmic aspects that are brought into your life, then there's no um, moving on. You know, it's, it's something that can get you really trapped into a situation, and it's all karmic. So uh, I love this concept. I, I, think, I think the world needs to understand the concept of karma so we can finally, you know, move the world to a different phase. Because if you think we are still the same creatures for 2,000 years, at the DNA level, nothing has been changed. We changed the world around. Uh, we created the computers. We created um, all this technology uh, that we have in this world, but we are still insecure, afraid, dominated by ne negative emotion, more tortured by fear than ever before. We don't understand the unknown. We don't comprehend the unseen side of of the world, we still function on man-made laws that prove not to be beneficial anymore. We 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 trapped in 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 old belief systems. So, um, bottom line is, you know, in order for us to progress as a human race, we have to go and heal the karmic issues created for centuries, and then we can finally live the life we are meant to live. I mean, for me, it's such a frustration. Everybody talks about everything, about everything that. Is politics everything that uh, you know uh, uh, seem to everybody seems to come uh, uh, every person in position of power seems to come to some kind of an answer for us but nothing works nothing works and people are disappointed nobody likes uh, the republicans nobody likes the democrats anymore nobody likes anything we live in a world that seems to fall apart a world that um, financially you know uh, it's collapsing i mean we're in denial to say that we can find a solution there's no solution the solution will be let's collectively heal the karma in order to to be finally good people and love each other, and then we're going to see the world progressing. Otherwise, we totally trapped karmically uh, in, in the last 2,000 years. And even if we think we are progressing at the level of the mind and at the level of the good intention, at the level of the spirit, there's not too much evolution.
So that we, sounds kind of sad. Yes, very sad. So it, it's very do sad, you think but that, it's a reality. Uh, and if nobody's pointing towards this reality and everybody's making false promises, look at the world. That's realistically. Look at the world, a world in which you go to a movie theater and people get killed. Look at a world in which children are killing children. Look at a world in which uh, it's the, it's the collapse of the monetary system in, is in front of our nose and we continue to pretend it's not happening. We look at a world that doesn't doesn't understand where we're going and and look at the world when, in which all these celebrities are dying of drugs and uh, and and uh, the, uh, the the substance abuse the world of Prozac the world of dependency uh, it, it's it's a scary world out there a world of cancer the world of tragedies of still continuing uh, to go to war why can we you know finally come as a human race in unity and and imagine all the people living in a world of peace like John Lennon said 40 years ago uh, why can we do it much better it's so much easy it's so much peaceful i mean we should eradicate the fear it's up to us but we have to trust each other we have to love each other unconditionally and i know we love these words we we feel for them we want to see it, but i think we really have to take action i mean globally humanity has to stop you know the mistakes that have been done for centuries and acknowledge them and correct them and heal from them and I wrote a book called Holiness with the purpose of healing the world. The world needs to come entire and complete. The world needs to be a beautiful place and not a place of war and suffering in which children are killing children. That's terrible, you know. What is the message for the future of the world? What, what can we expect if we continue to behave this way? So I really think that we are beautiful creatures. We have the potential to change everything around. And talking about karma, I think it's about time to heal the karma of the world. And as I said, make the world uh, the place is meant to be. So do you think we'll be able to go ahead and change the karma at some time? I, I think we'll be forced to. I think if we continue to be in denial, you know, and isolate ourselves and live in fear and negative emotion and be critical of each other, judgmental and angry and attacking each other and uh, allow the world to be ruled by, by some kind of a group of people who own all the money and while millions of people are suffering in poverty, uh, you know, at, at least when we wake up and say no more to this, Collectively, you know, seven billion, the number of gods, seven billion. Finally, we reach the number of gods, seven million planet on, on, on Mother Earth. We should come together. We're so powerful. We're so powerful, more powerful than any, any force in the universe. It's all of us together. If we're in unity in what we want, you know, and raise consciousness, we can finally, you know, change our DNA at the end of the day. I think it's actually really happening as we speak. Our DNA is changing only now. I think the message of Jesus 2,000 years ago was 2,000 years later, and this is the time we are living in. I think um, the Maya calendar points towards a new era on earth, and I really i am a firm believer that the new era is about to happen, and it's, everything is changing as we speak, you know, and I'm so excited that I can sort of deliver a beautiful message in which all this nonsense for such a long period is coming to an end, you know, and finally, you know, we're going to live longer lives, we're going to live healthier, we're going to live happier, we're going to live in harmony, 
because uh, uh, that's the way it should be. This universe is so perfect and harmonious. Why do we have to fight against each other? It doesn't make sense anymore. And I think the first thing that's going to happen to us to help us come as one will be the collapse of the money, the money, the root of the evil, you know, the money that caused so much suffering through centuries. I think when the financial system will collapse inevitably in the near future, I think we're going to create a new money system, create a different form of leadership, and then I think we're going to finally see the progress of the world, and the world is going to move in the right direction. And I really see that happening. Yeah, something's got to definitely um, happen to change the world. We need we need to change what what went wrong. Talking about karma, we need to heal. We need to come as one. No, we are the world. We we can change. You know what we dislike in this world. You know, and I don't think. Um, we should put it on hold anymore. It's time to take action collectively and, and live the life that that is there's such, such a beautiful world out there. I mean, if you, you look around, you see this amazing world. The nature is perfect. Everything is beautiful around us. Why do we have to be miserable? I mean, I'm, I'm working on the radio for years, and I'm listening to people calling me and telling me how desperate they are, how miserable, how trapped in bad relationships they are, how unhappy they are, how depressed they are. It's like an epidemic of depression. It's an epidemic autoimmune disorder. It's an epidemic of cancer who ends up being an autoimmune disorder, in my opinion, too. Why is this happening to us? It's just a reflection, a reflection of of uh, where we are, a reflection of a sort of negative state of mind that's accumulated through centuries. And it's about time to acknowledge we don't need this anymore. You know, it's something, a change comes within us. And if it comes collectively, immediately we can project, project a better world, the world in which we don't need any of the suffering. I mean, I'm excited that this change is going to happen because if you know the Nobel Prize, well, to the people who discovered that at the DNA level, the 666 that is implemented at the cellular level is going to be changed into 616, six neutron, one proton, uh, six electrons, and that's going to create the shift, uh, uh, you know, inside the carbon element in the in the cellular level. So that's going to lead to the final change in a DNA after centuries and centuries of evolution of the human race. That's going to make us finally be acceptance in acceptance with each other, be less uh, needy of fight and war and anger towards each other. If that comes down, immediately the world is a peaceful place. And if there's peace and there's no war, we can finally live long lives. We are like the tree of life. The, the molecule, the cells within ourselves are designed to live a thousand years. Why do we have to decay after 50 years and die if we're lucky at the age of 80 when we can actually live exactly like trees for hundreds of years? And we will start to see with the changes of the DNA, the population on Earth living to 150, 200, 300 and I really believe that when Abraham lived 900, that really happened. I really believe there was a time thousands and thousands of years ago when we lived long lives because we lived in a different perception. We lived in a different frequency. We had a different gravity. By the way, gravity is changing. We can reach zero time because we have a speed higher than the speed of light. There's so much happening to us that we don't pay attention because nobody talks about it. Everybody talks politics and nonsense. Everybody talks uh, about all kinds of man-made laws that are not valid anyhow, you know. So 
it's kind of sad, you know, but I'm glad that I'm on the radio with you and we can raise such great topics. Oh, yes. That's what I love about the radio show. And, and that's why I'm so glad to have you here tonight is so we can talk about the, the different changes taking place. Yeah, because the world is changing in in this moment as we speak. You know, this the, the symbol of 2012 is not about the end of the world or the shift of the pole. Absolutely not. That's only meant to scare people. Those movies in Hollywood that talk about 2012 and it means the the the, the tragedy and, and the end of us and we all die. And that's not it. An order is ending. A wrong system is ending. An era is coming to an end. The end of 6,000 years of darkness, called in Hinduism the era of the Kali Yuga, that's coming to a to an end. The, the the era of the iron of the era of the blood, the era of the fights. That's coming to an end. It's, it, we're going towards the golden yuga, the era of peace and harmony. That's what people should know. And even if we're not aware, we will become aware, you know, and all these um, systems that were not fair and unjust will, will have to kind of, you know, vanish in a way or another, believe it or not. As hard as it is to imagine a different world, we have such a hard time imagining how can we live with our beautiful banks like Citibank and Chase and Wells Fargo, these amazing banks, everything. No, forget it. The only bank we have is our time. The only bank account you guys have is your own time, your time account. Look for that, not for your bank account. Because look, look, go back 50 years ago, 100 years, 150 years ago, this bank didn't exist. How hard it is to envision a world without this money manipulation, without this banking system that creates so much, without a mortgage system that half of the population on the planet cannot pay their mortgages and suffer and afraid to be thrown in the street. How unfair the system is, you know. So I'm just saying, why can't we envision, envision a new time, envision a new era, envision a world without a, a man-made laws that are created our own suffering? Why can't we create, a, you know, laws that are perfect, like the divine laws? The law of karma is a divine law. The law of love is a divine law. The law of harmony is a divine law. They're always the same. They can never change. Our man-made laws, like presidencies and suffering and killing, this is all man-made. Even time is man-made. Divine world doesn't have time. God doesn't have time because God means forever, eternity. Why can't we actually, you know, imagine a world in which we can live much longer, much happier, much healthier, and not with all this drama and tragedies and depression? It would be nice when we can go ahead and uh, live longer and not have to worry about all those things. Yes, and we will. And we will. We will, my dear Michael. I love your name. You know, Michael symbolizes, you know, somebody who fights for for, for the justice of the world, somebody who is, you know, the... Uh, the 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 angel of justice and the angel of who has has a voice has something to say. I think you are put on earth, you know, to 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 promote the good and and you also have a lot to say, and that's why you're doing your show on radio. So I really believe that you are one of those messengers of the good and the messenger of of peace. You know. I try. I have my moments. <laughs> we all do because we're humans. We're vulnerable. We still oh, yeah. are, and probably will continue to be. But I, you know, I'm such an optimist. I'm such a believer that, you know, we have to see the light. It's interesting that, you know, if you look at the physical world, the world of uh, uh, physics is the world of numbers, and a number is a form of energy. If you take 
December 21st, 2012, and reduce those numbers to a single digit, it equals an 11. And 11 in, in, the, in the concept of time symbolizes the era of enlightenment. If you take the day of August 7, 2012, it equals an 11. So today, as we speak, the energy that dominates the moment in which we speak on the radio is number 11. And everything in the world right now is associated with this 11, enlightenment, enlightenment. And if people are telling me, I don't know if you notice, like when you look at the clock, you many times you see 11, 11, or, or a lot of stuff in our life being associated with this element of 11. We even have a president in the White House who has the number 11, even Joe Biden is an 11, even Michelle Obama is an 11, and all the leaders of the world for quite a period of time, their numerology in a very amazing way is an 11. How can, how, how can we even comprehend the fact that Bill Clinton is an 11, Ronald Reagan is an 11, uh, Martin Luther King was an 11, Jesus Christ was an 11, Buddha is an 11? How, what kind of a coincidence is that unless there is something that we are told? We are told something, you know. We are told about this enlightenment in the, in the, of all the planets in the 11th house, which is enlightenment. We live in the era of Aquarius. We just entered Aquarius in 2001 in astrology, which means we're entering the era of light. So everything points towards going into the light, and the light eliminates the darkness, the evil forces, the negativity, the sicknesses, the diseases. So... Um, I always remember, uh, you know, me at five years old, you know, removing myself from my body and going into the light. We used to say that when we die, actually the body uh, it stops functioning. The heart stops, everything else stops, but the mind continues to work for 40 days. Did you know that? No, I didn't so know it lasted mind, that long. You didn't know? No. So it's fascinating that, in fact, you know, you take the body and you bury the body or you burn it. But in reality, in, in the case you just bury the body, the brain continues to continue to function. How crazy is that? You know, there is scientific proof that the body will continue to function for 40 days and continues to see everything. That's the 40 days fasting in Egypt. That's the 40 days of Jesus uh, uh, you know, um, coming back to earth for another 40 days, you know, before, you know, he, he uh, went into, into the realm of God. So the, there's a big significance of the element of 40. And in ancient times, we were not touching the body for 40 days, which is fascinating. And that's just because the brain has the ability to function for 40 days, and what the brain does, right in which the, the point in which the whole rest of the body is considered to be clinically dead, the brain stays to see the light. The, the, the brain continues to see, to, to uh, manufacture those impulses of the brain in which you continue to see light and see things and see your whole life like a movie in front of you. It's such an interesting way that we, don't, we cannot figure it out actually what's really happening to us when we die, and we continue to deny that there's life after, after death. But as the time goes by, by, talking about all these amazing discoveries that, and all this amazing transformation happening in us from the system, from the collapse of the money to the longer life to the... Uh, it changes at the DNA. One of the most fascinating things that we are about to experience in the years ahead, probably 
20 years from now, will be that we'll come to the realization that there is uh, another world, that there is communication, that there is a way to even talk to those that are there through how amazing then that, how crazy it sounds for everybody listening. There will be devices that will entitle us to communicate with, uh, the, with the next dimension, with the next dimension, because we are in here, me and you and everybody listening and everybody on the planet, the 7 billion, we are functioning at the level of the um, uh, full level of creation in the material world, you know, and the fifth dimension, and that's what 12 is 12, 212 is a five. The fifth dimension is the realm of the etheric world, and it's actually the projection of, uh, of your uh, uh, spirit into the next step. So I am a firm believer that in, in, in the years ahead we will have pretty much devices that will allow us to communicate with the other side. And you were talking before you got me off. I was listening to what you're saying that last night you had a spirit on. Well, guess what? You know, the, the way spirits work with us is through the frequency. I had a session with somebody today, and the moment that person who actually identified their, their self, who they were, and this is a person who I thought that comes from another continent, and I've never met these people, and I told them the name of, the, of their son who died. But the son put my TV on in my house because this is the way he wanted himself to be acknowledged. And so it's fascinating. You, you made that, that statement that, yeah, the spirits are coming. Yeah, they are. They absolutely are. The world that we are living in is actually governed from a higher dimension as much as we are not aware of it yet, but we will. I, I'm a firm believer, you know, that the, the world ahead of us is absolutely mesmerizing. The changes at every level, including this, this uh, communication with the, the other dimension, you know, are about to happen in probably 20, 30 years from now. As much as I believe that we're going to probably even, uh, you know, move on other planets, I was the one in 90-something who I made a big statement on, on a, a big TV station, Fox, that we will discover water on Mars and we'll find other planets. And fair enough, a year or two later, we discover water on Mars and we discover a new planet who entered in our solar system. And in my first book, I even gave the name of that planet who was discovered six years later. So it, does the mind has this ability to see beyond everything in other galaxies and, and, you know, project the most incredible things? Absolutely. And I don't think I have this ability. I think everybody does. But some people practice it, some people believe in it, and some people don't. And out of life, you get what you believe in. Yeah, definitely. The communication between the dimensions is going to be um, getting a lot easier real soon. Mhm. So you agree with me? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so glad that we we agree on this. Yeah. On this one. So, what's the one thing that you like the most about doing this kind of work? You know what I like is the way you open people's minds when that people have that kind of a you know realization of something that they never thought about themselves or they never thought about um, uh, their lives and and there's a total different approach about how to act, how to behave in the relationship with the people in their life, how to relate themselves to their work and their career. And, and this, this awakening that happens in them is absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. So 
um, I think that, you know, bringing awareness in people's life, and the awareness is another big law of the universe, but being, bringing awareness in people's life is what, uh, to me, uh, makes uh, me do the work that I do because I, I, it's almost like you feel you change people's perception and indirectly you fully change their lives. Uh, what's the one thing that you least like about doing this kind of work, if anything? What, what is what? I, I didn't understand what you said. What's the one what's thing that the... you least like about doing this? Uh, I, 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 um, should I say I'm disappointed, I should put it this way, when I feel like people are uh, uh, still uh, um, operating on skepticism and, and um, operating on their negative feelings. Um, and, and most likely I um, hate when people cannot um, uh, visualize, cannot go beyond their limitation. But, um, you know, we are human, we're vulnerable, and uh, we're changing, you know, uh, the system one step at a time. And I um, really believe that there will be more and more people like me and you believing in all these uh, this, uh, abilities and all these changes ahead. And the more we believe and the more we put effort into it, the sort of the better it gets and, and the more changes are, we are going to see. So, um I can't say really there's something I am um, totally disappointed, uh, but I do see there's like people trying to block the transformation, people trying to stop this from happening. It's almost like there are some uh, uh, some of us trying to cling to the old system and not allowing the new to step in. But that's only temporary, so um, that will also change. Uh, do you want to go ahead and take a couple of calls and see who we can help out? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, my dear. Uh, before we do that, how can everyone reach you for private readings? So people can reach me um, through my uh, site, www.carmenhara, Carmenhara, one single word, carmenhara.com. They can go into um, emailing me at carmenhara at AOL. And they can call me on my radio show on Hay House. Um, they have all my information on my site. I'm actually very excited because I have this uh, conference in Washington called uh, I Can Do It with um, Hay House, who published my book, Holiness. So uh, uh, if people live in the Washington area or Virginia, I invite them on September 9th, you know, to come to my um, one of my lectures based on um, – you know, the challenges that we all go through life. So I'm teaching people how to go through their own challenges in order to to fulfill the life, to go through through their lessons in, in a in a positive way. So um so for everybody who wants to actually come at the conference, I'll be very excited to offer them even sessions for free just to know that I mean my my conference will be sold out very soon. Uh, I'm already having majority. I still think I have another 50 people for the conference um, uh, that can still uh, um, sign in. The rest, uh, uh, everybody's there already. So, but I'm excited when I do all this work, and I'm excited when people are reaching out to me, and I try to do everything I I can to to make them 
see what I see and make them see the best in themselves and make them transform their life and not to be stuck and blocked and afraid anymore. Yeah, Hay House is an amazing group. Yeah, it really is. It's just I feel so blessed. I feel so blessed that I'm with this um, um, remarkable group of people, you know, and and I was uh, recently in October at the celebration of Louise Hay's 85th birthday, and you look at a woman 85 years old who's so incredibly aware of everything and, and it's like she looks like 60 and you know and a woman who all that she did all her life was help people you know based on uh, creating a, a, a real belief system uh, make all the affirmation of the good and and you know um, show show the world that it's all in everything is in their mind everything is what you put out there you become that everything is the way you think the way you verbalize and how uh, you know affirmation can actually reprogram rewire your brain and, and it's just pretty um, remarkable how um you know she's a pioneer in in transforming people's lives and i have so much admiration and respect for her and everybody at hay house you know who they come with their you know their teaching and their wisdom and it is just this uh, this um uh, hay house uh, radio station is expanding by the minute there's more and more listeners all over the globe i have my show and i'm just looking at the people calling and People are calling from everywhere, from Japan to Belgium to Norway to everywhere. And so that makes you feel happy that you see that the world is interested in progress, that the world wants a change, that the world comes at one. And it's a a fabulous feeling. It makes you really, really happy. Wait, let's go ahead and uh, we'll bring on Natasha from Michigan. Hello, Natasha. Hello, Reverend Mike. How are you today? Doing wonderful, dear. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Ms. Carmen. Um, Hi, my dear Natasha. Hi. I I got a um, I got a text and a, an attempt of a phone call yesterday from a, an old love flame, and I just wanted to um, get what you have to say about you know is, is this is this a relationship coming back into my life or an attempt of reconnection? Well, I think it is an attempt to reconnect because you guys left something in the air uh, because I feel like when you try to connect, you are, one of you at least was not ready. I feel like one of you has something else going on that stopped uh, you from, from uh, moving forward. It's almost like it's a lesson I kind of want you to learn. So there's a sign in me that says, yes, go ahead and try to um, – allow this to happen like uh, uh, try to see what it is what is actually the lesson what it is about this person that you need to know more Um, I also think that he is um, uh, someone who uh, did he go through a divorce this this person I believe many 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 years ago I think it was a a very quick marriage (laughs) But a very okay. long time ago, when he was much, much younger. Mm-hmm. And now he's like um, single for a yeah. while, I, I suppose. Yeah. But I we, think yeah, he was not were... legally married. I really believe that there was something else going on in his life. 
I think that probably there was something else more like um, another person in his life. I don't know if you know anything. I have a feeling he was involved with another woman even younger than him. I wonder how much you know, and I wonder how much you need to know. Probably you don't need to know too much. All mm-hmm. you need to know right now is whether you should or shouldn't uh, give it another try. My advice is, uh, as much as I have the right to advise you, is to give him another another um, chance to see what what this is all about from a karmic point of view. You know. Okay. So okay. I, if I were you, I'll really give him another chance. Okay. We never did. I, um, I feel like you need. Sorry. We never made the connection by phone, um, and um, I don't know if I'm nervous about reaching out or if he's going to call back again. Or... I don't think you should reach out. I think he will reach out. So my, um, if I'm supposed to make your prediction here, I should say that he will reach out to you. He will be the one reaching out to you. Okay. I don't know if this has anything to do with. Um, I feel like there's a there's an M, there's an S name. Uh, uh, um, I, and there's something that involves an initial S and a name like Jack or John. Does it ring any bells? Um, um, I wonder. No, are you talking about for his name? No, or... um, um, no. There's something that I, that I, I'd love to associate with the situation in itself. I don't. It's not ringing the bell at this very second. But maybe if I. Well, thought... I want you to keep that in mind. Keep these two things. The a common name like John and a person with an S name, there's something that probably I'm taking your situation out of this moment in time that I'm pointing towards something else. There's the consequence of that might might lead to something else. So, so you'll understand probably a little bit later, probably three weeks, three months from now, you'll be able to kind of understand what this is all about. Why am I, um, you know, feeling this, uh, this uh, names and initial might help you somehow uh, with the with the things for you in 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 the next uh, half a year from now, okay. there's, there's something there's something that leads to something else. But I do see him reaching out to you, and I see you kind of meeting him and coming to some kind of a resolution together. Okay. But I um, see you kind of going back to finally finally knowing each other because I don't think you were able to really know each other. Okay. Okay. Do do you get a a time period. I hate to do the time thing, but I would ask. Well, the time is now. The time is now. The time is um, in a matter of weeks right now. The time is not uh, three months from now. You know, the time is now. Okay. Okay. Right Thank now. You. Yeah. Thank you, Miss Carmen. Thank you so much. Okay, my sweet. I love you, my dear. All the best to you. Thank Many you. blessings, Natasha. Thank you, Reverend Michael. You have a good evening. Mm-hmm. You too. Bye bye. Thank you, my dear. Oh, she has such beautiful energies. Natasha? Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. She's a beautiful soul, a beautiful soul. And, you know, we're talking about karma. You know, when somebody comes back, it's because something karmic was never resolved. So I think it's some something definitely karmic is happening here. And she's, um, um, she's probably in a situation in which the universe wants her to uh, rethink about this person and come to a to a conclusion. And I feel like that person actually will um, will contact her and and come in her life. And and you know they're gonna have a um, they're gonna have a a resolution of something. 
I'm not very sure how long that's going to last and how it's going to work, but it's up to them. But I see them, you know, kind of being together. Let's go ahead and we'll take... You can never escape, you know, you can never escape, you know, your... Uh, the, the experiences you have to go through, you can never escape the karmic lesson you have to go through because they always come back to you. Even if you think, and I don't know, I don't want to go back there, then, you know, you're kind of forced to go back there. Yeah, we don't want to go back there. No, we don't. <laughs> we, want to, we want to go forward. Forward, exactly. But how many times actually in a situation in which you are forced to go back? Go back to solve something, otherwise you feel like you're not really moving forward. In reality, how many people feel they cannot move forward? I see this every day. And they, oh, yeah. so they cannot explain why not. Sorry? So many people feel stuck. Yeah, a lot of people feel stuck. A lot of people. That's what they complain all the time. I feel stuck. I don't know where I belong. I don't know what's my what's my business should be. I don't know where my my job should be. I don't know where to go from this relationship forward. I don't know if I should end it or wait for something else. So there's so much uncertainty and so much doubt. That's why you know the sense of knowing is always helping you. You know, using your intuitive mind will always help you know what what's best for you. Let's go ahead and we'll take another call here. Let's bring on um, Shanna from California. Hello, Shanna. Hi. Uh, hi, Miss Carmen. Um, hi, my sweet. How are you, my beautiful? Good. How are you, Miss Hara? It's good to talk to you, my dear. So how can I help you? Good to talk to you also. Well, I have a very similar question to the first caller. Uh, my old love also called me just recently emailed and called several times. And we had nice conversations, and he was advising me on some business issues and just some other issues. He's a very good advisor. And, you Is know, he involved I, with someone else right now? I think so. Mm-hmm. I see so, him but, in another relationship. I don't see him as free uh, to really be able to decide on something with you. I saw the situation is a little bit complicated. I don't actually mean to disappoint you. I mean to to make you see exactly where he stands. Um, I feel you, you're excited to reconnect with him if you agree with me. It's a great feeling of like, um, oh, it's good to talk to him. It's good to be, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, so, it's good to uh, be in touch with him. It makes you feel like... Um, you know, all times, but you have yeah. to be fully aware where he stands right now and what chances there there are, if any, you know, for the two of you to really be together. You know, and I don't think yeah, it's really so that's why you I was going clear. to ask. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's why I was going to ask you. What are the chances for us to date or to do something? The only based? thing that, that the way I look at it, I feel like he's not very right now because there's still something some, like a situation lingering like in the next two years or four years when when did you guys broke up oh, several years ago long time how many ago. years uh, we broke up about 10 years ago 10 years ago yeah 
Yes, so uh, I felt like in the last four years something happened with his involvement in a different relationship. I feel like he doesn't want to tell you about this because uh, even if you suspect, I feel like um, he doesn't want to hurt you. I feel feelings are there, but he's not really totally available, and I don't think he really gives you an understanding that I'm going to come back right now. It's interesting, in your case, I feel from now on to March, you're going to have a resolution of this, um, either one way or the other. Uh, and there's still a side of me that, who says that you will meet a man. There's still someone else coming into your life. Um, who I should say is somebody who might be two years younger than you. Um, and I have a feeling that you should um, wait for the next six, seven months and see where you're going and allow this other person to come into your life because if you still look back, you're not allowed, talking about being stuck. I feel that in many ways, since you broke up with this guy in the last nine years, eight years, you were, you were uh, trying to connect with different people, but it didn't really, it didn't really, you didn't really break through. Do you agree with me? Yeah, because we actually we had so much in common. He feels yeah. the same. We I mean, were very compatible. Talking about being, yeah, talking about living in the past or feeling like stuck or feeling like you were still uh, um, in your mind uh, connected to him for such a long period of time, is because you never you never healed and you never probably fully um, uh, you're never fully able to break through this, you know so that you can bring someone else into your life. And I think he's coming back and reconnecting with you is for the purpose to go either way. Either you guys decide to finally be together the way it was meant to be, or you can finally break through this and move your own way, you know, on your own with this other person who I try to kind of raise your awareness that there is definitely another person coming. And I picked up, like, his name starts with an R and a D. I have a feeling that... This other guy is uh, somebody who's there, but you refuse to see it, you know. So in and other words, you it's feel not, that. Not a conscious act. So in other words, from now on to May, you go, to March, you're going to have a resolution, either one way or the other. Either yeah, you, I would you want to connect, him. but it's up to him now, so this this person but from my past. But the only reason he's not connecting is because his situation got complicated. I feel in the last two to four years. I feel in his involvement with the women who I should describe like lighter hair. I don't even know whether this woman is American. She just kind of looks like more European or Eastern European. I don't know how much um, you know about it. I don't know if you really know because it doesn't look like he's telling you. Do you agree with me? I know the woman I've seen here, but she is very short and he's American. She's American. She's a very short woman with a short hair. I think mm-hmm. that's the Is person. she lighter I, hair? Mm, is she no, blonde? She's not woman? Actually, I am blonde and I am Eastern European, but she okay. is. Okay. She is. So you Eastern uh, European? Yeah. And Was she there is anybody not. else in his life other than, than uh, this woman that you think you know? No, there's the only woman that I saw, saw, and that's all. I don't know if there's anyone else. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you might not know what I'm telling you. But again, I, I really believe that it can go either way, and I really believe that you guys have that kind of a connection that was never fulfilled, and from now on to March, you, it will go either way. 
you know. And I do sense that there is a woman, and might be something you might not even know because he's not telling you. And don't so even mean, ask. Just pray for, for the divine to really show you what's happening, and you will be able to know. So in other words, you that, think that he prefers that woman over me and and uh, and before no, March? Really no, it's no. not a preference. It's not that he prefers. He just got complicated. He got involved in something. He needs to walk away from that. He needs to finally break through the the connection. You understand? And be able to to make make the situation work. You understand? So I'm trying to make you see that it's not because of love or anything else. It's just complicated things. And it's funny how we create karmic experiences that many times we don't even need. So I feel like um, what happened is that um, the, uh, 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 the the woman in his life is not necessarily somebody he's meant to, but he just get involved into it, and he needs to cut the ties, tie, cut the connection, so unplug himself from this energy in order to be able to finalize something with you. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's so I what do you think? He, he will be back? To me, he, or he, he, will, will... he will be able, you know, he will be able to break through that. He will be able, you know. To break the yeah. uh, the, uh, the, uh, the situation, I mean, through the situation with this woman, that's what you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. He will be able to break through. Meanwhile, I said it's interesting how the world works. I feel like you might meet a man. So I'm describing you somebody. Uh, who might come into your life. So I think there is a possibility that you're going to meet somebody too. It's just funny how the universe works. Like years, you haven't been able to connect, and all of a sudden when he gives you a hint of coming back, you'll also be in a position to be able to meet someone. And then it's up then is definitely, because there's, there's definitely free will. Then you will be in a position to be able to make something happen. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting how you know, the universe works. You know, new people come and go from my life, as you say, that someone yeah. comes and someone goes, and he's always there. Yeah. And when we yeah. reconnect, yeah. we're both very happy, like, he, like you, you know, he never left. Because you guys were meant to make it together. You, you were meant to be with this guy. You were meant to be together. And for, for whichever reason, you know, you have to go back and revisit what was the reason that didn't work out, you know, what, what happened. Well, I yeah. think he does know by himself what what happened. It was just a situation when you know things just worked against us. I I knew what happened. He knows what happened. It's not our fault, but sometimes you know things just worked that way, so we couldn't do anything. So I, I I think that my advice is based on where you stand right now is to do everything in your your uh, uh, power to kind of help him. You know see uh, 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 the possibility of coming back into your life, to see his own issues, and, uh, again, um, finalize something with you because you guys were meant to be together. Definitely, this feels like a real soulmate connection. Do you think that he will get closer to me? Because I think that he's kind of scared. He gets closer, then he gets distant. Then he gets no, closer I think he will get close, but I feel like he will finally get close. I feel end of the year to March is when I feel like he will get close. No, I feel he will. But he needs sure. to, to put an end to what he created because you cannot be, uh, 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 you know, uh, be in between two situations like this, and then nobody's happy. He will, he will feel very overwhelmed. So I think he, he needs to finish with that person that he's still kind of dating right now. So you think that, that he will finish 
Let me yeah, get a different. Yeah, so you feel that absolutely. he will finish before will. by March, or it will take like two years? No. I didn't understand. No, no, no. It won't take the two years. I never said two years. I said, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. From now on, all the way. To, I mean, the, the the final time I give you here, because time is a little bit fluid. By the way, I look at it as somewhere in March of the next year. That will be the latest in which I see him. I think it's going to take him a little bit of time to finish. I saw end of the year around holidays, all the way down to March, when you can finally say that he's coming back to you in full force because right now he's not coming to you entirely. He's just uh, trying to show his presence but not fully be there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, mm-hmm. you know, he comes closer, then he goes distant. And... Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, thank you absolutely. so much. All right, my sweet. Carmen, thank you. I appreciate best. this. I love you, mm-hmm. my dear. I love Bye-bye. you, too. <laughs> God bless Many you. blessings, Shannon. Thank, thank you. Bye. So have you found your soulmate? Yeah, I did. I did. I really did. Yeah. I found... Um, Okay, we're having problems with the switchboard and all. It's like, okay. We we lost Carmen, um, so she's going to have to give us a call back. I actually saw two calls drop. Not sure what happened there, but we just lost Carmen. Uh, so hopefully she'll realize in a second that she's going to have to call back in. So uh, let's just go ahead. We'll play a song real quick until we get Carmen back on the air with us. And we'll be right back in just a moment. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. Just put your paws up because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young we're all on superstars She rolled my hair put my lipstick on In a glass of purple dry There's nothing wrong with loving who you are She said cause he made you perfect, babe So hold your head up, girl, and you'll go far
Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Whether you're broke or evergreen, your black, white, face, show legend, your Lebanese, your Orient. Whether like disabilities left you outcast for leader teas, rejoice and love yourself today. Cause baby, you were born this no way. No medication to buy, lesbians, friends, and good life. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born to survive. No matter black, white, or base, Carmen, welcome back. Okay, <laughs> I'm so sorry. So That's sorry. okay. That happens with the show. We sometimes we get calls drop, and the, you know, I've even gotten uh-huh. off the radio too myself. So okay. <laughs> the energies just get so much that uh, we end up short circuiting the the, uh, the computers or something. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, talking about the the universe being governed from above. Sometimes it happens that. No, there are interference. Interesting what you said about the, um, if I found my soulmate, I really did. I um, uh, was living in Romania. I was like a famous uh, singer, and uh, my father died, and um, I already had a contract to go to America, and I will always remember that I buried my father. I was in my late 20s, and uh, at his funeral, um, uh, my father's name was Victor. He, he started talking to me and said, look behind my grave. You're going to America, and you're going to meet a name, a man with a name that's behind my grave. And behind my father's grave, there was a name, um, the name of my, my future husband. Uh, the name Virgil was for, a, for a, uh, you know, a grave that was reserved for somebody. So two days later, I was in America, three days later, and uh, another two days later, I met my husband, for 20-something years, and it's interesting, the moment I saw him, I actually realized that he was somebody I knew for for many lives, and I had sort of memories of our life together in, in, in different parts of the world, and it was so fascinating. So uh, uh, we became inseparable, and, you know, we had a life together, and my husband passed away two years and some, so more than two years and a half ago from lung cancer, and it's interesting, when I met him, my first impression of him was that he was uh, stabbed, you know, in one of the lives. And um, that's exactly what happened in this life, you know, with, um, the, um, uh, there was a tumor that blocked his breathing uh, system so he couldn't breathe. And this is the reason he died in my arms, exactly like the way I think he died in other lives. And it's just so interesting how... Uh, how life is and how we, you know, go to the repetition of the same things and we know who we're meant to be and we know everything about ourselves, but uh, 
uh, it's all building that awareness and um, and going through life the way we meant to, so that we can heal and we can uh, create the circumstances that that are meant to happen for us. So I, I can only tell you that I adore my husband. It's so funny that when I started talking about him, I I felt like uh, my phone died. <laughs> it's just that the energy was so strong, but. Um, you know, I wish everybody will have the love I have for this man and the way he loved me. That was such a beautiful love, you know. We were both um, born that part of the world. We were both Romanian. We, we, both, we met here, you know, in, in New York. And, uh, you know, we started a life together, and he was such an inspiration for me. And um, I tell you, I think every day of him, and I talk to him every day. So um, this is the story of my life. It's a beautiful story, too. Yeah, it's a sad story, you know, when two people love each other that much, one day they have to separate and they have to kind of communicate uh, through the spirit world. But um, it's remarkable how believing in that communication helps you heal and helps you mourn and helps you going and helps you uh, realize that one day you're going to meet again and that the spirit is immortal and we continue to come back in this world and reunite over and over and uh that's why this family karma is so powerful because we are bro- we are, it's almost like we choose who we meet coming back on earth it's almost like we know before being born who our parents are going to be and the reason that they come in our life and everybody in our life is a reflection of something and it's some karmic issue that needs to be embraced and healed and finalized and it's just very hard to finish a karmic a karmic experience because most likely when you're talking about love, you never want to be separated. And on the other hand, you do see people who stay married for 50 years, but they were only friends. They never had the real love for each other. They just like partners, and they just uh, share their life together. You know, some sometimes they're friendly to each other. Sometimes they end up by hating each other. It's interesting how the dynamic of a relationship is and how, at the end of the day, how significant it is to know how to make the most of a relationship, to know to really distinguish between what it is to be married to a soulmate or what it is to be married to some kind of a life partner and the difference in between and how significant it is to know how to create the most fulfilling relationships uh, with the people in your life in order to free yourself from the will of the flesh so that you can be actually free from any karmic debt. That's the fun part is uh, we need to learn how to go ahead and free ourselves from those karmic debts. Yeah, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. That's when when I said if anything defines this world is the law of karma. And anything we need to know about our journey on earth is that the number one law of spirituality is the law, the foundation of all laws and the foundation of everything. And, you know, all the other laws, like the law of love or wisdom or harmony, what they actually do, they erase karma. If you are wise, if you are loving, if you are, want to live in harmony, then you will release the, the negative karmic debt and you will pay the karmic debts because it's through your own way of thinking and through your own wisdom you are able to erase. If the world reaches wisdom, we will be able to eliminate all the karmic debts that the world collectively created in thousands of years. So I think that this, this should be, you know, um, 
the the approach if you know you know a, a president should think this way a president shouldn't talk about every single day about his failed mission and how much money to invest should say what can we do you know in a position of power to actually heal the world from that spiritual perspective i think we're missing spiritual leaders in the universe right now and that's the kind of a leadership that humanity is looking for and that's why our trust in in politics is like shaking big time right now yeah definitely uh need some leaders well, we need we need leaders that are wise. We need leaders who are not taking us to war with the Holy Land, They're not taking us to any war with anybody. Leaders who can who can you know uh, bring us together in in believing that you know we have to create a system that is not that corrupted, a system that works for all of us. That there's enough for everybody, and that the world is going through some necessary changes, you know, because the fear in the world is, where are we exactly going? Like I said, what's going to happen to us? Where, where is the world coming from, from here? We, where are we going? We have no idea, you know, and, and, and the, the lack of, of knowing is, is uh, paralyzing us, you know, globally. That's why I always think that we need people who talk about it, who bring peace of mind, uh, globally, for for everybody out there who doesn't understand the transformation the world is going through, and that the world needs to know that these transformations are necessary. It's all about transformation. Everything relies on everything. Everything moves in the universe. Nothing stays static. Never stay still in your life because then you're not progressing. Then you're gonna feel like dying. Try to move. Try to reinvent. Try to create something. Try to plan something. Try to be active and try to fulfill your mission. Try to heal your issues. Try to motivate yourself. This is the only way you're living the way the world is designed in a perpetuum transformation. So I feel like this is necessary in everything we do. And building awareness is very necessary. Transformation is necessary. Change, change. You know, when we elected Obama, the world resonated uh, hundreds of millions of people resonated to the idea of change, the necessary change. You know, except that the change is not about the politics. The change is bigger than politics, you know. The, the world, you know, right now goes through the most uh, phenomenal changes in, 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 in probably hundreds of thousands of years, since 2 billion point five since we exist on the planet Earth. Believe it or not, we do exist for more than... Two billion point five life on Earth exists in different forms, you know. And what, now we, we, we're in a stage when this finally quantum leap is about to happen, because it's also perfectly orchestrated. This is reaching zero time as we know it, because reaching zero time is reaching the zero time that is man-made, created by us, and probably reaching the time of the divine. Finally, you know, and understanding the whole idea of of the world from a perspective of go, going beyond time. Yeah, definitely need to uh to stop and think and to go ahead and, and put some changes into into this world. Because you're so right, we don't have any really true leaders that are so concerned about uh what's in it for them. Yeah. It's all about themselves. You know, you elect him in the White House, you know, the White House and all they care is about their own selves. 
And as much as they act like, no, we're protecting, we're doing we jobs, unemployment, you know, but in, in the real world, you know, and in, 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 in the last, I shouldn't say probably since 2001, since we actually in the last, uh, actually 11 years, if, you, if we're talking about 11, the last 11 years, you know, there's more and more concern. We are more and more worried since the, the whole uh, story with Bush and going to war and attacking the, 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 the Middle East part of the world and, you know, going back to the, to the origin of war and, and fights against each other since we went back there. You know what we saw? Most likely here in, in America, all over the globe, we start seeing uh, uh, things falling apart. Instead of things got better, things got worse. But, you know, there is, a, there is an old saying, you know, when things fall apart, they actually fall in place. When, they, when the, the, this, this entire system is falling apart because we have to give birth to something else. And we've been through this. Humanity has been through this. I mean, 200-something years, we didn't have presidents. You know, a uh, hundred years ago, we hardly had medicine. We hardly had cars. We didn't have any of the sophisticated technology we have to get. You know, to me, the death of Steve Jobs symbolized in the end, in the end, the end, the end of something that is the computer being a king. I don't think we should be ruled by the computer. If tomorrow the satellites are not going to work around the earth, it's going to be, you know, a, 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 a pandemonium. It's going to be a, a catastrophe because we rely on computers. On the other hand, the collapse of the computer era might lead to the end of the banking system and all these systems that are not going to, you know, store all the information. And what are we going to do if we are without cellulars for three weeks in the world? World, or without television, or without all the sophisticated communication we have, we actually go back to the origin. We go back to the way we survive. We go back to the way my grandmother lived in in nineteen uh, uh, in eighteen. Uh, 95, and she actually lived 102 years in the middle of nowhere of Transylvania with no running water. She had nothing to her name, you know what I mean? But she was the most peaceful person, and she was not fighting with nobody. She lived in a poor home in which she had nothing. She lived from, she was eating from the ground, you know, and she lived 100-something years. She had no idea medication, HMO, uh, you know, pharmaceutical, uh, cholesterol. She had no idea of any of this. She had heart attacks at 95, and she survived them. She lived on her own. She had no hope. It's just unbelievable. If you go back to the way the world survived, you know, uh, uh, through thousands of years, the way we evolved without this uh, sophisticated machinery that we created that at this point works against us. Come on, Michael. I have women calling me and telling me they are dating online for years, somebody they've never met. You have to tell me how crazy and sick this is so you calling me as a psychologist and you telling me you're in love with a man that lives in europe you never met him you're dating him for five years but you still hope that one day he's going to come and meet you and he's your boyfriend how is that possible you know what is this story where the dating online and facebook is doing to us you know because we lost the human touch we don't meet in person we don't have that one-on-one -on -one connection, everything goes through the, through the Internet. Is that totally in our favor, or is this is some kind of a, a system that, that, that comes to a point in which it's not really even helping us, you know? 
In case, as I said, the satellites are going to collapse, I don't know what the world, what is going to happen in this world. And that might happen because of a solar flare in the years ahead, or probably even sooner than we think. How prepared are we in case of that happens? And if we're not, then we have to go to a state of chaos for another uh, world to emerge and for a new system to be born. And we'll be forced to create a new system. Because as much as we think that this world is ruled by secret society, I don't think nobody rules the world other than divine world and the world above that is at a higher dimension and a higher level of intelligence that we are. Oh, I agree. If we lost uh, the satellites, we, it, people would go crazy. They wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, totally. You know, and if you think of the prophecy of Fatima 90 years ago, it talks about the three days of darkness. And the darkness symbolizes the fact that if the satellite die, you're not going to have a light in the house. And uh, if you go back, you know, 100-some years ago, we didn't have light in the house. My grandmother had no, no light, no electricity. You know, the electricity was created <clears throat> because Edison realized the power of the, of, the, of the salt. You know what I mean? And this is the way we discover electricity, but we, we didn't always have it. What if we go back and not having it at least for three days? You know, the world will go through that darkness that has been prophesied, you know. <clears throat> I mean, uh, I know that some of the prophecies didn't happen yet. It doesn't mean they're not going to happen. It doesn't really mean that they're going to happen exactly the way they, they have been said. I always believe that um, 2012 was totally misunderstood at the level in which was um, the message was sent for a thousand years ago. I don't think we got that right. Yeah, it's kind of hard sometimes. <laughs> we, got them, we got them wrong, uh, but that's okay. We just managed to go ahead and go on and and, yeah, but uh, I think that we all go on. It's important how we go on and how we understand and how we participate in the transformation of the of the human uh, world. I mean, how can each of us, you know, build a different life together? You know. Yeah, and we'll we'll manage uh, somehow because we've done it before. <laughs> I know we always did. If you think of the Ark of Noah, the way you know. Yeah, the, the, I think that's what happened when the Bible talks of the Noah and the, and the um, Ark and everything. And you know, it's fascinating that at that point in time, I think we uh, had a shift of the pole. I really believe that's what happened then. I think any time in twelve thousand years, the poles physically might shift. You know, but I don't think the shift of the pole is for the next hundred something years, anyhow. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. It's not going to happen for a while. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm -mm. Well, how about we take another call? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go ahead and bring on Catherine from Florida. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Michael. This is um, this is my honor, Dr. Hara. You're one of my favorite authors, and Everyday <laughs> Karma was a life-changing book for me. Oh, so, thank you so much. Is, Where in Florida are you? I'm in uh, the south of Sarasota. Ah, okay. You're the other side. I'm in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay. Well, mm -hmm. I'm fascinated by the thread tonight with the callers because um, as much as I would love to be with someone from my past, someone recently brought up something that really gave me something to chew on for thought, and that mm -hmm. was... The person that I would like to be with is not available. 
And is it a very positive spiritual thing for me to wish them ill so I could be with him? And I thought, no. And I don't like the fact that I I was there even as much as I, you know what I'm saying? As much as I, I know what you're saying, and them. I want to tell you something. Yeah. I'm working on a project right now. I'm intending to write a book that is called, you know, um, wanting to be with somebody you cannot have. It's almost like I've seen cases in which women were obsessed with um, being with a man they can never be with, you know. It yeah. becomes almost like an obsession. And, and as you said, um, wishing something bad, that's the kind of a karma you don't want to create, you know. But I've seen Correct. so many cases in which women wanting badly to be with a certain person just because that person became un- was unavailable. So the question comes, what it is within you that makes you attract somebody who's not available, you know? Well, this is someone that, this, the, the person specifically that, that, that I'm speaking of was my first love, and mm-hmm. we, we reconnected, but it's, regardless of that, I can't have him now because he's not available, and it's that simple. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I wonder, um, considering that I think I have so much to offer, and I like the person I am. Who, where, where in the world is this handsome Romeo that's supposed to be with me? You know what I feel. This this may sound so interesting. I do feel you are meant to be with this guy. I also feel he was meant to be with you. I feel something happened. There was an interference. There was um, a karmic situation that uh, didn't allow one of you to make the right move in the right time. And it's almost like you lo- you lost the train of your life, you know. And it can happen. That's why we used to say we come here over and over, you know. Mm-hmm. Till we find, till we get the right train, or till we find the right person in the right time. Uh, so I feel there was an interference. So I feel like both of you are thinking of each other. And uh, to put it in a perspective that will be between three years to five years, I don't know who else Romeo is going to come into your life because I do see someone else coming into your life. Uh, who's uh, living at a certain distance, like 40, 50 miles away from where you live, who, you don't, who you've never met, who looks like somebody being divorced, um, very charming, very attractive physically. I don't know if that's a soulmate, but I think in a perspective of three to five years, this soulmate of yours who seemed an impossible situation might resurface again. It's so interesting how... Um, Things that, are, that, that that never was finalized, and then you went the on the wrong way, and he did too, and mm-hmm. then it takes a long time. But one day you might end up in this lifetime still together. It's just that I don't even want to say this because this is putting it longer, long, far into the prospecting, and you're probably going to tell me, I don't want to wait another three years. You agree with me? No, I look at it like this. I've already waited 25. Which is yeah, more? Yeah. No, I'm mm-hmm. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I still think that time will, you know, on the other hand, I feel you feel your energy and I feel that you're in perfect health. I think that you're okay. I feel like even uh, uh, if you're not, uh, you know, at the first, that that sort of young anymore, you still have many years ahead of you. I still think you're going to have your time with this guy, but not immediately. Meanwhile, I do see you meeting somebody who's charming, who's going to invite you out somewhere around November, 
um, November, January 14th. You'll meet somebody. I want you to live your life meanwhile. Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at you, Dr. Hara, but I think it's hilarious that I actually got an exact date of January 14th. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I want to tell you, there's something that I would never comprehend how my mind works, but in many, many years of doing this, uh, to all kinds of people, from celebrities to people from all walks of life, I mm-hmm. eat days with such a precision that even myself cannot comprehend where is this coming from. I mean, uh, I went okay. and study how the brain, you know, can come up with such a exact date, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I had cases in which it happened to the dot, to that moment, you know. And then I had cases in which things didn't happen uh, three months later. It happened a year later, you know. But for wow. whichever reason, I'm just telling you what comes exactly to my mind. And I can help um, hide this this uh, information that my mind is just just giving it to me, and I'll give no. it to you. And you, you are willing to take you to it, you are it. willing to reject it. You can do whatever you want with the information, but I so strongly feel that um, uh, this na- this number, this, this particular... This, you know, at the end of the day, we live in the world of physics. How ca- how could the Maya calendar 4,000 years ago project a day, a month, and a year with such precise, uh, uh, you know, timing? Whatever they meant, we're about to find out. Mm-hmm. We're about to find out if that particular day, day symbolize, will symbolize something. But pro- pro- bottom line is... I'm giving you a precise date, you know what I mean, that has to do with 2013 and January 14th. We're we're about to see what's going to happen in that day, you know. Well, I'm going to write that down on my calendar. And I want to tell you something else. If you go on the walls of the pyramid on the chamber of the king, September 11, 2001, is there written uh, 3,000 years ago. You have to tell me how the walls of the pyramid 3,000 years ago knew with such precision when we're going to discover the penicillin, when the First World War will happen, and when September 11 is going to happen. And, that wow, in the, no, and the you know, I have a book home. I have a book home published in 87 that is called Our Origin. And on that book at page uh, um, 100-something, you can see that the, 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 script, the, the archaeologist who wrote that book was able to demystify the the, the letters on the um, uh, on the walls of the pyramid, and September 11th is on a book published in 87. In 87, believe it or not, I have wow. the book, and I'm I'm carrying that book with me, and I'm showing it to people. Don't tell me that this hasn't been planned, and don't tell what me this it? was planned by Bush. I don't know who planned it. I really don't care. All I know there's this book in which the walls of the pyramid 3,000 years ago knew exactly all the events that are about to happen, including September 11. And all What's they the know is that, that in 2143, the world will end. And they seem to be more accurate than anybody else. But the ending is, again, probably that's when the shift of the pole are going to happen. is going to happen. If I'm supposed What's to the name believe of that in something... Again, Dr. Hara? What? What was the name of the book again? Tell me the name Our of that origin book again. is. Uh, I'm gonna actually find a way to place this book on my website because it's so okay. fascinating, and it's written by an archaeologist uh, mm-hmm. who did what that person did: went on the walls and started to study and try to interpret all the scriptures on the chamber of the king, the highest level on the pyramid, in which all the dates of major world events for the next three thousand years were sort of inscripted there. 
And it's fascinating that the First World War is there, the Second World War, the day when we discover penny, all these major events that impacting humanity through 2,000 years, including September 11, is there. And wow. when you look at that book and you see the day when it was published, you're like, in shock. I mean, you're mesmerized. Say, how, how can it be? How can it be? And then the walls of the pyramid end, so the, pre, the predictions end in 2001, March 31st. So I will never forget. I memorized all of this. I was so shocked and I was so impressed that something like this actually exists and nobody's talking about. But that can be proven because the book has definitely a date of being published in 87, which is how many years ago? 15 years prior to September 11th. Right. That's so that is all there, black and white. Go and check it. I hope it still exists. If not, you know, I do have a copy, you know, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. If you're really interested, write me an email. I'll give you all the details and see how you can find the book. If not, I'll, you know, I'll figure it out. I'll borrow you my copy because I want you to see it. That's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. I, I really believe that we have that ability to go in time, thousands of years from now, you know, and mm-hmm. in, in, in see with clarity where the world is, you know, and, and where the world will be. It's like exactly like, you know, Nostradamus used to look at midnight, and he used to say at midnight, and now we're approaching midnight, right, right immediately. Mm-hmm. At midnight, the sky is opening, so the connection with the other side at midnight is stronger than in any other time. And he used to look in a bowl of water and talk about Hitler 500 years before it happened. And, right, in his, and, in his, and nobody can deny this because it's all in his, um, in his books. The word Hitler with one letter, he, misspelling of one letter. Yeah, he used to call it Hitler. Yeah, but it right. is there 500 be- uh-huh. years before it happened. What an ability of a guy who was an amazing numerologist, a phenomenal doctor who understood the human body, and he was the one first screaming, don't cut the human body, please don't do this. Don't do this. Don't cut the body to let the because that's what they were butchers 500 years ago. They cut the body to let the the, the blood get out, believing that that's the way you get better, you know. So was the first one who talked about holies 500 years ago was the first one who anticipated the first world war, the the second. It was the first one who said, uh, look for 3,147 in the evolution of humanity, which which makes me believe it's like what. 1,700 years from now is when we're going to see some major, major changes. So he didn't point about the end of the world being 2012. So he had mm-hmm. a totally different understanding about the projection of the world. Meanwhile, as I said, the pyramid are ending everything in 2147. But definitely these numbers are not random. They do have a bigger meaning. They do have a bigger meaning. I had seen you interviewed um, on a L.A. show, and you talked about Barack Obama just barely missing out on his second term. Do you still mm-hmm. aspire to that? Well, I said that on The View before being elected. I remember Barbara Walters almost fall from the chair. She looked at me. She said, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, oh, I, see, no. I see him in the White House. I said, this is our next president, but... It's one third president. I said, "How come?" I said, "I don't know. That's all I feel. I'm not gonna get second terms because of one state. It's one state with an M that I think is." A... But you know what? I'm not happy with any of these people. I personally, I don't know what I want to share this on the radio because I don't know who, who to trust anymore. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know about you. I, it's I not agree. about no, liking. I, I, I agree. Sorry? Yeah, I agree with you. I I completely agree with you. I think the whole world, yeah. the whole America, the whole world is looking. And look at what's happening all over the world with all these presidencies falling apart, you know. All mm-hmm. leaders of the world that vanished from overnight, like from the Middle East to Italy to even Romania. You know, I went to Romania three years ago, and I told them their president is not going to finish terms. And I, last time I went there, I think the president wanted to really execute me because he was so mad. And guess what? Now he's not finished terms because he's out of there. Exactly like I said three years ago. And I imagine wow. he's mad with me. I really don't care because I don't live there, and I just care for that those people. I feel sorry for that country, you know. That's true. Okay, well, I don't want to take up any more time. Let somebody else have a little bit of your time, too. But thank you, Michael. And thank you, Dr. Hara, very much for your time. I love you. Sorry about me, like, randomly telling you all kinds of things. But I I see you with a guy. I think this other man will come around. And let's be in touch. And I want to help you in which area I want. And I'll give you three minutes. And I love you. And uh, you are my Florida friend. Okay, I love you, my dear. Thank you, Dr. Hara. Okay. Good night, Good night, Michael. Oh, let's go ahead. We'll bring on. Uh, we've got time for one more caller here. We'll bring on Karen, also from Florida. Hello, Karen. Hey there, Michael. Hi, Dr. Hara. How are you? Hi, my Carol. I'm pretty excited. I don't know. I'm in a mood. Oh, I'm talking I re- about I'm really president. enjoying your show. I think because America agrees with your views, I'm I'm certain of it. I changed my um, voter's registration card to party being undefined. (laughs) Yeah, it's just such a sad story, you know. I feel like the world doesn't know what to do, and there's a bigger reason into it. You know, everything that's happening has a bigger reason. Yep. Um, I'm calling because I've been unemployed for like 15 months, and... um, trying to get back into the workforce, and I'm hoping something comes because all my benefits are starting to run out, insurance and and unemployment. So I was hoping maybe you could I tell me. I promise you you're going to work till October 4th. That's all I can say. You're going to work. You will have work. Oh, by October 4th? Yeah, by that time. I can't tell you exactly if it's in two weeks or if it's five weeks, but I know by that time you will be working. I promise you. Okay. I did call my previous boss, even though there is a job in another city here in Florida. I'm from Orlando, and they have an opening in Tampa, and I called them to see if they could get me back in. Do you think that's an option? Yeah, I love I love that, actually. I actually feel good about that. Okay. All How right. do you feel about that? I, I feel very good about that. How do I'm you not, feel? I'm not crazy about it, but mm-hmm. the money the money is really good. The environment You know what I feel? I feel you should take it because that might lead to something else. It might be a transition into something else better, but at least it's gonna make you feel good that you have a job. It pays well and you will be okay with it. You understand know what I mean? I like take it even if it symbolizes a, a transition. Yeah. And yeah. I feel there's a, a, talking about bigger meanings, you know, when things like this happen this way, you have to see what's behind this. Yeah. Is there well, something else behind this? Is there another um, other thing happening as a result of this change of job that might involve a different opportunity? I feel there's a big enough. And it's interesting with you, I have a feeling you might join forces with um, a group of women and getting involved into something that is different. 
yes. other than just just having a job i feel i see you getting involved into some kind of a mission opportunity um have you ever had this feeling ever yes i have this feeling all the I, well i was born with a chronic illness so i have a mission that i want to help children with the same yeah, type you, and of you will do and you will do i see you doing it mm-hmm. i don't even have a doubt i'm yeah. so convinced that you cannot imagine <laughs> yeah but that's a good thing because i i've had it in my heart for quite some time i just don't mm-hmm. know how to go about it it's got to just open it's you know when something is meant to be you know the the universe takes you exactly there where you meant to be and i think that this change of a job might lead to as i said to something else mm-hmm. everything leads to something else everything relies on something else on or it's part of that transformation that you have to go through. So don't say no to this temper. I think that's a good. I think you want to hear something very soon okay. about this. And if that is, you know, and again, I don't really think I have the right to tell you what to do, but I just give you my opinion. So yeah. you still do whatever you think is right for you. But my opinion is that if you take this, you won't regret it. And there are more benefits to it than you actually envision at this point. Now, I've really had a hard road for the last 10 years, so and especially the last three years, has been very, very difficult. And um, I'm hoping that, you know, I've done my time and that the rest of the way is going to be a little bit easier. No, it will be much easier, much oh. easier. You, you are like entering a very good time of your life. As much as right now as we speak, you, all you can see is that you're not employed, but I want you to see beyond this, beyond okay. this this situation. Yeah. And I know yep. you were away from me like two, three hours, but come and visit one day, you know. Oh, I will. I will. Yes, I really, please I come really... and visit. You're going to do very well, you know, and in whichever way I can help you, I'm here for you, okay? Thank you, and I really... Um really liked all your topics you talked about tonight because I've had a lot of questions about them as well. So you just about covered everything. Oh, I'm so glad, my dear. I'm so glad. Well, I'm very grateful. Thank you, and thank you, my friend. I am grateful myself for calling me. You know, I, I'm grateful to you, you know, and I love you. And, uh, oh, and as I said, I'm looking comments. forward to give you a big hug. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Have a good day. You're Many blessings, sick. Karen. Thank you, Michael. Oh, that's good. We'll get one more call in here then. Let's go ahead and get Ann from Cherry Hill. Hello, Ann. Hi, good evening. Hello, Dr. Hara. Hi, my Deanne. How are you, my sweet? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good. Oh, I'm glad. This I'm wonderful sounds so amazing. Oh, wonderful. Well, I have the same question. I um somebody contacted me too on an ex that um I was dating. And he seemed, uh, we've been talking, and he seemed to have grown a lot. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to know what, what you think, what you see. Okay. Uh, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind that I cannot explain, I keep on seeing a W. Does it resonate in any ways? A W. Um, w can be a location, can be the name of somebody, and I try to put this... Um, information in place well a w he's from he's originally from west virginia Mhm. okay let me ask you did you originally meet him in west virginia 
I'm sorry, what did you say? Did you originally meet him there? No, no. Uh-uh. I, I, I originally met him in um, in Maryland. Okay. Let me ask you, is he is he planning to go there or move there that you are aware of? No. Uh-uh. Or does he have somebody there? Yeah, his his mother lives there. In, okay, in now I know I am keep on seeing this because I think there's something going on in his life that involves his mother right in the immediate future. Well, his father just passed away, so maybe mm-hmm. that's why. So there's, there's a, there, there is a situation that is happening in his life that complicates his life a little bit, but I do agree with you. He seems to be so different. Probably, you know, we used to say that a major turning point in our life has to do with losing a, a family member or losing a parent. It's almost right. like finally you become a man, you know? Exactly, yep. It's yeah. like, okay, it it, it 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 took this hard hard experience for you to finally grow. Right. And, and realize that, you know, uh, that protective force is no more there, so you finally have to stand up on your feet and right. be able and to make your own decisions other than feeling like you're a baby forever, you know. Right, and that life is short. Mm-hmm, exactly. So he's actually coming to some kind of, major realization i totally agree with life is short being another thing that is awakening in him right right that's that's how i feel that's the feeling that i got too i feel like this man has been growing uh, emotionally mentally in the last one year and a half two years more than he has been in 20 years you know right right and i feel this is where you can see this major change in him and in his behavior and in the way he's coming into your life and in the way he's approaching the relationship with you, you know? Right. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, I feel very good about this. And are you planning to see each other anytime soon? I'm hoping. Um, we just spoke over the phone. We haven't made any plans to meet. I'm waiting. I'm hoping he gets in, back in touch with me again. Yeah, you um, will. Okay. He will, um, I, I feel, in like around um, two weeks to four weeks. Uh, yeah, he will, definitely will, and, and you will actually see each other. And what I want you to kind of um, uh, do, point towards the fact that you also want to see him. You know, it's like it's going to be completely different if you look in his eyes and it's not some kind of a communication, as I said, through the the phone or through the internet or through the Skype. No, just, you know, make sure that you guys see each other. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Does, do you, does he love me? <laughs> oh, yeah, he always did. But he, this is somebody who never knew how to share, never knew how to address his emotion, never knew, almost like he never knew he had feelings, you know. Yeah, that's what Some I people felt. are repressing their emotions. They they repressing feelings in such a way that um they don't even they have no awareness of, of, of those feelings. They don't know how to say I love you. Right. He's military, so I think that they they're in that mindset. Yeah, exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And do you see it going further? Yes. Yeah. That's wonderful. That makes me so happy. 
Yeah, you're absolutely. Right. You should be. You should be. And it's it's pretty soon. It's pretty soon. Keep me posted in two weeks or four weeks from now where where you are because I think when you guys are going to see each other, it's going to be again that instant connection, that instant karma that you always had. Always, always. From mm-hmm. the time always had, yeah. I, I've always felt that it was from previous lifetimes too. I mean, from the first time I saw him. There is no doubt. There is no doubt. And, you know, when people have that amazing connection, it's always. And when people continue to be connected, through time, it means that they've always been, and they will continue to be. And it's just those kind of lives after lives, you know, that are always, you know, the memory is always there. Yeah, and you know, I've waited for him for a year and a half with yeah. with, with no communication, and I've always mm-hmm. felt that that he would be back. And yeah, because did. you knew he will. You knew it in your heart. Yeah, because I kept on getting these synchronicity, these signs from everywhere. Oh, it's him. amazing. It's amazing the way synchronicity works, yeah. Yeah, and I and I thought I was crazy, but it just kept no, on no. everything. Yeah, and it just kept on flashing, and I would say, go away, go away, but it's, it's always there. No, and trust I, trust those, those uh, uh, you know, uh, so, so the mem- when the memory sends those signals, you know, uh, uh, trust that your own instinct. Trust the mind knowing better. Yeah, yeah. Don't go by emotions. Go by the 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 the, sim, the signals of the mind, and by the way your mind reads the, the the synchronicity, you know, and has a higher level of of, of perception of the situation. Right. Don't right. allow your emotions. Never be emotional with him if you can. Okay. Let him be emotional, but you need to control when you know you. Outsmart your own emotions, you know. Okay, okay. I'm a, well. You made me a happy lady tonight. Good. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Okay, my sweet. I'm so happy. Oh, thank you so much. And I will. Oh, my greatest you. pleasure, my dear friend. Thank you so oh. much for calling. Oh, have a great night, Anne. Oh, thank you, Michael. Thank you so much. Hi, and my dear. I love oh, you. Love you, too. Love you both. Bye-bye. 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 I have to say, I'm so glad to have had you on the show with us tonight. You are definitely amazing. Oh, so are you, Michael. You know, I love this name, Michael. It symbolizes a lot for me. It's just such a, you know, it's like that, that, uh, you know, the power of the divine. You're just such an amazing person, Michael. I am so grateful that you invite me on the show. I really am. Oh, it's our pleasure, and uh, from the callers, and there are definitely, uh, you have some followers following you around. Good. Well, I'm your biggest fan, you know what I mean? And anytime you need me, I'm here for, for you and for, for the people following your show. And and again, you know, let's let's be in touch. Oh, definitely. So uh, any events that you'll be doing uh, anytime soon that you want to go ahead and promote? So I want to let people know about, again, September 9th. I mean, I can do it. I'm in Toronto at the festival on September 6th and 7th, if anybody's listening from that part of the world. Uh, I am um, every Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on my own radio show on Hay House Radio. I have a book that I released a year ago that I still care a lot about called Holiness, and it does point about everything I've been talking on the show having to do where the world is going and how to 
Eliminate Fear and How to Come in Touch with Your Own Self and the World Around. And I think it's a book that I highly recommend to everybody. And people, if people are buying this book, I offer them free sessions. I offer them my jewelry line, everything, just to encourage them to read the message. So I'm coming so uh, excited to give uh, this book to the world so that I want the world to know about. So, um, and again, so if everybody wants to get in touch with me, Carmen Hara, C-R-M-E-N, A-J-R-R-A, Carmen Hara at AOL is the best way to send me an email or be in touch with me and Feel free to connect with me in any ways. I'm here for everybody who needs me. And um, I'm here for you, Michael, also. And, again, you are just a blessing. Well, thank you, my dear. And uh, I wish I was up in the area and and go to the uh, I Can Do It conference where you're going to be at because I was at the one in November here in Tampa. And it was truly amazing. Well, I think I'm going to be at the one in Tampa when next time will be. So probably I'm going to see you then. Oh, yeah, because I'll definitely manage somehow to get there. I went there for – the whole thing, and it was a truly uh, amazing uh, experience. It's inspiring, you know. And I, you know, come and visit. We're gonna strategize. Probably, you know, I can introduce at the people at the Hay House. Why not? You just deserve, you know, to be uh, delivering your own message to the world. And you know, I'm so, I'm so glad that you do the work you do, and I'm so appreciative of you. Well, thank you, my dear, and uh, I look forward to uh, talking to some people. I, I keep being told that I need to write some books, so and you will. We'll, we'll and by the way, you will write uh, quite two books, one after each other, and it's going to happen as of next year. You know, I really see. And if there's anything I can do to help you with that, just let me know. Send me an email, and I will give you more uh, guidance and information, and connect you with people. You know, who I know will be very glad to to listen to your message and to your own. Uh, you know. Um, story coming to light in a form of a book. I really see that happening to you, Michael. And you're going to be my my first guest on my show. <laughs> well, I'd love that. Just uh, get a hold of me anytime, too, and I'd uh, love to be a guest on your show. Absolutely. We'll make it happen. Yes. Well, you have yourself a blessed evening, my dear, and enjoy the uh, the rest of the evening over in Fort Lauderdale, beautiful part of uh, Florida, that's for sure. Thank you so much. You too and everybody listening, uh, God bless. And, uh, you know, let's live in peace and holiness and oneness and let's heal the world that needs so much love and caring and unity right now. So I love you, my dear friends, and my love to Arlene, and I love everybody listening. God bless. I love you too, my dear. God bless. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, don't forget, everyone, uh, visit uh, Dr. Carmen Hara at her website at uh Carmen Hara, H-A-R-R-A dot com, and uh, Holiness, W-H-O-L-I-L-E-I-N-E-S-S dot com, W-H-O-L-E-I-N-E-S-S dot com, one of those two there, and a visitor on Hay House uh, as well, and, uh, you know, don't forget, visit our website, be like dot com, and we're redesigning the website all the time, always trying out something different, got to keep it motivated sign up for the newsletter if you're in the area uh you can also sign up for text messaging which we can go ahead and send out uh updates of you know hey we got this going on that going on don't forget to follow us here on blog talk radio you'll get to know when the shows are on because we do have some early shows on mondays and uh, we are off on wednesdays and saturdays no show i need two nights a week off anyways Although the life of a minister and, and a radio host is never off. 
Thank you to my wonderful co-hosts, Arlene, Rich, and uh, Teresa, for bringing on some wonderful guests, for bringing us uh, Dr. Carmen Hara. And we're going to have uh, some very interesting guests coming up. We're actually booking into October. So we've only got a couple of days left in September to, uh, to book, but we're, uh, Teresa's booking people going into October. So we have some uh, phenomenal shows in store for you. Uh, next month's uh, psychic panel it's going to be Bro Perkins, Ron, and myself. It's going to be three of us uh, for that. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, panel, that's for sure. So anyways, everybody, until Thursday night, have fun, be good, and know that you are loved because God loves you and so do I. Good night, everybody.